This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. And welcome to another episode of the Pod Mania podcast. I'm your host, Rob Gordon. I am joined, as ever, by Chris O'Brien. No Garth tonight, though, Chris. He has pussied out. Would you like to explain to the good people at home why he is not here tonight? Um, to, if he, he just hits the year 2007 and gets flashbacks to when AJ Styles <laughs> took on Frank Trigg. No, no, no. Um, he's just, yeah, he's pussing out 2007. He doesn't want to admit. Rob, how good 2007 was? It was it was a solid year, um, a year dominated by giants such as the Great Carly and little people such as Hornswoggle. It was a good year for wrestling. I think wrestling was certainly the winner of 2007, Chris. Also, um, it's the year I got into wrestling, which is why I picked it. Well, actually, initially I picked a SmackDown. But we had a slew of errors tonight, and you were like, and you couldn't hack the extra half an hour. So quickly as a contingency plan, I switched to this. Uh, yeah, full disclosure, peeking behind the curtain of the ridiculous inner workings of Podmania tonight. Garth backed out because he's old, and me and Chris decided that we were going to carry on. I was then kicked out of my own like recording room uh, to downstairs because apparently my loud voice is too much for my girlfriend while she's sleeping. So I've come downstairs to do her a favor, logged everything on, downloaded everything I needed to download, sat here, and the recording thing that works upstairs on the exact same settings did not want to touch my voice tonight. It recorded Chris absolutely fine, but was an absolute twat hammer when it came to me. So after much panicking and much stropping on my end of the microphone, uh, we decided that, right, we're not doing anything tonight. And then I Googled that you can actually just record the audio from Skype. So that's what we're doing. So apologies if it sounds wank. Um, that There's is not exactly just... much manipulation you can do. It's basically like when I have to record it and I just send Rob a blank file. <laughs> yeah, Rob has to do all of the video editing. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, I mean... Half the time, I'm like, do you, do you, I'm, I'm like, do you want me to just edit? And you just don't trust me, which is weird because I like to think the old young, um, the old young lions were like quite well edited, like they were quite concise. You have no idea how much bullshit I cut out of those. Chris, I've been podcasting with you for nearly two years. No, it's it's not even actually yet. Yeah, well, it's two years in May. Two years come Super June. Come don't tackle you this year. Yes, and if there's one thing I do know about you. It is the amount of bollocks that you spout. 
Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I do enjoy being analytical, but also, I also, <laughs> I, I can't help but crap. It's why this format is so good for me. Because <laughs> you just get to speak your mind. Yeah, and I get to watch shit wrestling with my friends. Because none, none of us have picked anything good yet. We have not had anything good. You've still got my pick yet, mate. And I warn you now, it ain't good. Oh shit, you'll be picking on Saturday, won't you? I'll be picking on Saturday. Oh, Saturday's going to be eventful because I have a fucking podcasting day with Rob. And then none with Garth. Garth is not t- <laughs> giving us his Saturday. And then <laughs> I'm fucking <laughs> going to get more, going to drink spirits for the first time since... August, when like when I woke up, I was naked in a bed on my own. I have no clue how I got there. So, would you like to explain to everyone, Chris, why you are going out on Saturday, or would you like me to embarrass you wholeheartedly? Fucking fine. I guess I shoot myself instead of letting you shoot me. Um, I, it was my birthday yesterday, and I can't. I, I have. Sh- I had shit to do today, so I didn't drink yesterday. Gonna... It was. It was your birthday, your itty bitty birthday yesterday. It's and how old were you, Chris? I'm 23 now. Itty bitty Chris was 23. <laughs> oh, oh bless you. Because literally everyone who basically everyone who wished me a happy birthday was older than me, other than literally my niece and my twin. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, so what did you have for your birthday? Nothing, really. Um, my mum bought me shoes, but they haven't arrived yet. <laughs> Right, okay. <laughs> I'm not kidding, we got lost in the mail. That that's just so depressing. I know. <laughs> Where's your present? Don't know, Royal Mail's got it somewhere. Is this the same post office that provides your internet? Yes, and also I had <laughs> I had social media class yesterday. I essentially had because of um layovers and like Waverly and stuff, I basically had seven hours of um travel time yesterday for a two hour class. <laughs> It's just amazing. It, I've not had the best birthday now, but you know, I'm getting drunk this weekend, so it's fine. <laughs> exactly. And you get to join me tonight, Chris, the day after your 23rd birthday, watching Saturday night main event from August 18th, 2007. Yeah, I mean, it's literally not my first pick. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the second to last one before they dis- discontinued this until 2012. Yeah, because 2008, to be fair, was fairly shit. So. There's literally nothing good about 2008, apart um, from John Cena's Royal Rumble. Um, Edge versus Undertaker feud. If that's the one good thing we can take from 2008, that's not a good 2008. Jeff, Har- Jeff Hardy's ascendancy. If you're talking about Jeff Hardy getting high, that's just every year, mate. <laughs> um, CM Punk's title run. I know his good title run was in 2009. Never mind. Say, in 2008? What? Well, he did have a title run in 2008, but it was shit, and he mostly feuded with JBL. Say. Um, oh, Christ. I'm really grasping at straw. Actually, you know what's quite quite funny? Um, is people grasp. Actually, we'll get into more. We'll just get press play and we'll get more into what's funny during this. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. In I will say, and initially the thing I picked was the SmackDown where Edge cashed in his money in the bank because it seemed super relevant. Edge was injured on this, I'm pretty sure on this show, so like he's not even on this show, so it doesn't even tie in to modern wrestling. It doesn't at all. But having just seen a the thumbnail and b one of the matches that we have got to look forward to, good God, 
I, I mean, am excited. I mean, it's only an hour, so it's probably only going to go five minutes. So, True. That is a good point. So if you load up your WWE Networks, ladies and gentlemen, which, of course, you already will have done, and navigate your way to Saturday night's main event, which hopefully you'll be able to do a lot better than I did in preparation for this podcast, because it is not WWE main event. That is something different. It's like teaching my mum how to use her Apple TV, getting into this. Just absolutely ridiculous. It's apparently in the classic series, and then if you scroll across, you'll get to main event. It is the, it's literally the second link, because it, like I said before, it's the second to last one bet, before like, they discontinued it. Saturday Night's main event has been cancelled like four separate times. It has, and now it's just been reintroduced as WWE main event, which absolutely no one watches. No, no, because it's just for dark matches from Raw, isn't it? It's sort of like that, and then Superstars like for dark matches from SmackDown or whatever, and like, who the fuck cares? Exactly. Like, I'm not being funny, if you have a type of fan who watches main event, you're either A, like what I was when I was like 13, 14 years old, couldn't afford, um, family can't afford Sky Sports, so we got um, WWE Superstars and WWE Experience every Saturday morning. <laughs> WWE experience. Wow. No, no, seriously, I'd get superstars to watch actual matches. Um, to be fair, they were decent matches. You'd get like Tyson Kidd versus Matt Hardy, which, you know, when I was 12, 13 years old was enough. And then you'd have... Um, <laughs> no, seriously, sometimes like the mid-card chat. It's literally how people would describe it in the 80s. We're like, oh, you were just so happy to see um, these mid-carders because normally you're only seeing jobbers fighting jobbers. Fair so... Enough. So like I got I got my experience. Fuck, fuck you, Garth. I got my experience and the internet. Fuck you. Garth got Hogan and Warrior and some of the greatest feuds of wrestling. You got the Boogeyman. Actually, the Boogeyman was a bit before my time. Well, well that's this is the year you started wrestling. Two thousand seven. Two thousand started. Two thousand um, end of two thousand six. Start two thousand seven was the Boogeyman's time, and then he came back in two thousand nine for ECW. But I didn't get ECW, so. So you're saying that the Boogeyman was before your time? He's both before and after my time. Yes. Okay, like Tom Riddle and Voldemort. <laughs> he is my past, present, and future. The best for us, the best for was, and the best for ever will be. Have we really just drawn a parallel between Voldemort and Bret Hart? Yes, and I, I'm I'm coded just to make Bret um shit Bret Hart jokes just to see if Garth reacts. Oh, by the way, did I tell you what my friend got me for um my birthday? Was it shoes that arrived on time? No, it was makeup. <laughs> so, so you should have. I've got it in front of me. I've got um she got me lipstick, eyeliner, mascara, and eyeshadow. I think it is. Did she buy presents for the wrong person? No, she did my makeup over New Year and thinks it looks good, so she's got me makeup so I can teach myself. Okay. I mean, what? <laughs> I feel like we need... This is, gonna... <laughs> is this is this the lead into like a big revelation that you're going to disclose on the podcast? What? I'm a big bitch queen, yes. I did know that, to be fair. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, you should, of course, now be on Saturday night's main event, August 18th, 2007. So if you join me now, and we will go three, two, one, play. And we have Vinny Vinny Mac.
Remember when, Jonathan, remember when Jonathan Coachman was like the biggest heel? I remember when Jonathan Coachman was relevant. <laughs> when he was on ESPN. Can you imagine Vince McMahon making an appearance on WWE Main Event now? <laughs> no, no I cannot. A WWE Superstar. So, Saturday Night Main Event, so obviously we've discussed already, WWE Main Event has no storyline relevance whatsoever. Saturday Night's Main Event, however, that had storyline progression. Yeah, it had consolidations of, like, ongoing storylines, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because Saturday Night's Main Event, is. I think that's where, like, the contract turning between, like, Hogan and Andre happened. And, like, big stuff would happen, but, like, not in terms of, like, matches, you'd see, like, maybe an IC title defense that ends in a shitty finish. Actually, no, um, that's, that's an event. That's where Andre tried to buy the, um, tried to sell the title to DiBiase. That's right. Please know all the classic moments happened before my time. <laughs> I have a really, really pressing question. I'm sorry, we've just, we've just missed a thing where Jonathan Coachman's saying, I'm not your son because I'm black. <laughs> Are we in the middle of the storyline of trying to find Vince's illegitimate son? Yes, oh, we my are. God. Oh, I, my big pressing question, believe it or not, is not about the illegitimate son. What arena has Japanese folding doors? Um, I think he just brings them wherever he goes. Right, fair enough. Ooh. Thrash <laughs> metal. I thought you were talking about the girls who just handed off in there, because that was a weird one. Those were extreme exposure, where they just go on ECW and dance. Just obviously, obviously. Which blew my 12-year-old mind. My God, there was some absolute tripe on in 2007. Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy! Doing really well in NWA. Oh my God, they even had Pyro and Saturday Night Main Event. Yeah, it was a big. It was a, it was the equivalent of like a network special nowadays. I fucking love that set. It's such a good set, isn't it? Such a solid set. And look at such that crowd. An old that school eighty cr- set. Look, this is still before SmackDown. Like this, this crowd is rabbit. So this was recorded before SmackDown, then. No, uh, no, no, no. That's what main event is now. This was its own special on a Saturday. We're not finding out that Hornswoggle is Vince's son tonight, are we? No, no, it's not here. I was just going to say. So, a boxing match between Matt Hardy and and Evander Holyfield. Okay, so this storyline was amazing. Basically, Matt Hardy and MVP kept trying to one-up each other and everything that wasn't wrestling. (sighs) I have a big apple apple showdown. Get it? Because Carlito eats apple. Wow. Outstanding. Those are two main matches. This was Madison Square Garden, for God's sake. MSG is such a nice venue. I don't know why they don't film there more often. I know they have like a house show every three months or whatever. But... Rating Batista's tattoos out of ten. Um... What are we giving him? They're better than Brock Lesnar. Like, I like the dragon on his back. They're pretty meaningless. They're very much gap year tattoos, aren't they? I mean, I feel like his the tattoos 
themselves would get maybe in a seven or an eight out of ten. Yeah. But that belly button. Oh, that's belly button. We we never understood that in school either, and there used to, used to be a conspiracy we have because like a lot of people had sons, so like as in like son tattoos. So we were like, okay, not children. <laughs> no, it's like so we were like, um, is this like a secret club? The a world lot. heavyweight championship match at SummerSlam is the Great Carly versus Batista. This was the year you got into wrestling. What the? F- I, I got in a WrestleMania. You were a fan of wrestling. Um, well, the first match I ever ha- watched had um, Edge in it, so. So the match that gripped you wasn't the great Carly versus Batista at SummerSlam, then? No, it's Carly and Kane at Mania 23. Uh, no. To be <laughs> fair, you have to remember, I was 10 at the time, not quite fully, like, somewhat knowing, but not fully aware that wrestling's fake. So for me at the time, um, Carly was, like, actually scary. Well, not actually scary, uh, okay. but, like, actually a threat. Like, again, you. You, you you see all these wacky characters and laugh. That's what I do when I look at 80s wrestling, because I never grew up with it. This is someone I keep trying to explain to Gar. But he's like, he just sticks his finger in the air going, no, 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 80s and 90s are great, 80s and 90s are great. To be fair, mate, the 80s were amazing. The 80s, if you lived through them. Like, I didn't... It's your one of your favourites forever. The remix of his um, theme song is great. I love I love slow chemical. My name is Finley, and I love to fight. What does Finley stack up in like the Irish great? So you have like him, Devitt, um, Seamus, Shamo. Oh, hello, Michael Cole. Hello, Michael Cole's terrible mustache. The like, it's not the best Michael Cole look. That would be Backstreet Michael Cole from back in the nineties. Yeah, not sleazy 90s porn star Michael Cole. <laughs> Which is somehow in the 2000s. In late <laughs> 2000s of that. <laughs> I love that the two feuds going into this match are Carly versus Batista and Finley versus Kane. Well, to be fair, like, um, also at Great American Bash Fight Year, it was Batista, Carly, and Kane. Oh, he doesn't even look fucking mobile, does he? Jesus. No, but like, look how small the belt looks. That's all you'd know. Like, you just buy into all the bullshit. Like, he moves like my granddad did just before the end, but oofed. Big man. He never held the WWE Championship, did he? No, he feuded with Cena for it, though. Like, just before he won the world title. No, Is that he the ran... worst world heavyweight champion ever? I'd say at least he has his size going for him. Whereas you have someone like Jinder. Like I know I can watch Lele. a great I can watch a great Kali match, it lasts five minutes and I'm laughing the whole time. Whereas I watch a Jinder Bahal match and I'm just bored. Yeah. Oh, and God. Slash... No, because his thing, he once did that to Rey Mysterio and Mysterio had like a blood capsule. So like that vice grip became such a big thing. It's such a beautiful belt, though, isn't it? It it's the best looking belt. Who do you Fine. think of? What do you think of when you think of that belt? What do Wait, I think of? Well, who, who do, do you think of? Who? I mean, what do I think of? Many, many things. Um, <laughs> who do I think of? Ric Flair. I get. Like, I, I know it's a generational thing, but I think of three people: Taker, Edge, and Batista. Batista. Well, they were the the the. the, the, the 
those were the main <laughs> three over on SmackDown, weren't they? Yeah, um, Batista was my first champion. Well, first world champion. Oh, we all remember our first. <laughs> Who was your first world champion? Who was my first world champion? What, when I was watching? So I started watching in 97, the end of 97, so just after. That'd be, shit, that'd be Sean. I'll be Sean. Sean. You came in just after Brett. <laughs> I I came in literally. It was either it was either December '97 or January '98. So it was shot. <laughs> I bet we'd be lucky. Garth's not here. It was Sean going into Austin. Be fair, Sean Michaels is in the main event of the first show I ever watched. So it was him versus Cena at 23. Good match. Underrated match. Oh, it's a fucking. Yeah, absolutely. But I seriously, I never got why people would sleep hated Cena so much. Like I never, like I bought it. I did it for like the fun. Like it's fun to say how much Cena sucks. But let's sort of in the same way for me. Like you'd say Angle sucks, but in fact, he's one of the best in the world. But, like I never bought into Cena being bad. I didn't. I never thought Cena was bad. I thought he was predictable in the ring. And unlike Brett, who you know he's got the five moves to do. Whereas Brett I think, was I think a Hogan's masterful a storyteller. Hogan's a better comparison for me. Yeah, uh, I think but so. Also, Hogan Ooh, cannot hello. do a match, at the, uh, match out of Great Cali that Cena did. Cena actually had passable matches with Great Cali, which I get doesn't have a... doesn't sound like a compliment, but you're going to see what Cali's like in this match. <laughs> see? <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's got two moves. One, oh, hello. Okay, we missed a lot during the commercial break. Kane being run into... Oh, no. Clothesline. Bye-bye. Running into the gala school of wrestling. Let's be honest. Finley, running into shit. Yeah, let's be honest. Finley is literally just here to take the pin. I'm, I'm going to predict it right now. Um, I know. I reckon Kane's ribcage is going to... Oh, no. God, no. Not the nerve hold on the injured ribcage. What do you it, think of Maskless Kane? I am of the opinion that when he was unmasked, I mean, I, I personally think he should have kept mask on, full stop. Yeah. Um, I think the, I think he lost a lot of credibility and a lot of mystique and a, a lot of people didn't care about him once he lost the mask. But when he was unmasked in 2003, Would have been, yeah. he shouldn't have had... The weird ginger hair and the little, the little peach beard. Um, no. I think if it had been bald, then you know, with the one eye mismatched, I think that would be more of a juxtaposition. You know, you got yeah. the mask and the big hair to bald and nothing. I think that would have been a better juxtaposition than just you know, weird clown that had been in a chimney. Because no, his, his thing. You look at him now; he's a fairly like imposing character. Just looking at him. He's not imposing when you're comparing this to the great Carly. I mean, well, now no, that Finley's like, in the ring. Now that Finley's in, yeah. <laughs> That's his thing, though. Finley's the best worker in, like, pure worker in this match. Does Kane throw the best punches? No. Uh, the guy from Memphis throw the best punches. Jerry the King Lawler? No, well, in, like, Memphis, not in WWE. Also, like, um, Jarrett, he shows some great punches. Kane throws a great uppercut. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like seriously, that uppercut once got me in, has got me into feuds. Black hole slam. <laughs> one, 
do. No. He ain't going to get put on Little for bastard. fuck's sake. Fun fact, Hornswoggle once got me in trouble in skill because he was called Little Bastard. Did he appear from underneath the table? No, because he's called Little Bastard in. I think he'd be more in trouble at that point. But um, (laughs) he's called called Little Bastard at this beginning before we called him Hornswoggle. Yeah. And then... um, (laughs) And then, like, we were talking about him. It was like, how was No Way Out last night? Oh, it was great. No, um, Little Bastard um, was in a match with Mini Boogeyman. <laughs> They're using Hornswoggle it, as a battering disqualif- ram. Like, who gets disqualified here? Finley for disqualification for interference, or Kane and Batista for using someone as a foreign weapon? Quite literally. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't be opposed to them throwing this match out now. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Not not the double choke slam. No. You know what I'm really looking forward to? People seeing that we're doing Saturday's main event and then wondering why we're not doing one from the 80s. I think the next time we even touch Saturday... Spear! Yeah, it'll be when Gars takes one. So are you just not going to tell me what we're doing on Saturday? No. No. So, like, <laughs> are, we, are you going to do a watch along between the two podcasts? Or... It's Easter Bomb! You have to admit, but... Two, well, it's a very power bomb. The Batista bomb's great. Um, I would argue that Dana Brooke does it better. Just because you have a fucking hard-on for Dana Brooke. I do not have a hard-on for Dana Brooke at all. I think she is useless in ring. I know, the best thing she's there for is fucking um, flirting with Batista on Twitter. She does a very good roundhouse. Does she? Round-off. Roundhouse is a kick. Round-off. I've That's not watched, the gymnastics term, isn't it? I've not watched Dana Brooke since NXT, so... She's improved slightly. Well, I say oh. that. I've seen her in Rumbles. That, yeah, just I was just going to say, you did see her in 2020. Yeah. Um, is it just me, or does like Vince McMahon around like the mid to late 2000s constantly look like he's on the brink of orgasm? I just... Oh. <laughs> This is an underrated era of Vince McMahon because he was completely self-aware for a, for a time. What the fuck was that? Yeah, that... Sure, time, this is the year where um, Mr. McMahon was ECW champion for about two months. Is he about to get blown up in the limo? Not in this one, but... Oh, no, I was on a roll. Farouk. Yeah, because basically um, Benoit offed himself and he had to... Actually, I can't remember if that's before or after this. Here it comes. I'm waiting for it. I'm Here waiting for it. Damn! I saw I'm never going to not tell this story. Um, when I saw MVP at Discovery Wrestling last year, right? Um, he did a photo op at before the show started. And then... Um, said he will only do another photo op if people buy enough of his knockoff um, jewelry. I mean, let's be honest. Look at look at the bling he's currently wrapping. Yeah. Um, I would definitely thing. go out on a night out to perhaps Revs, and I would definitely wear that. I mean, I get punched, and rightly so. Yeah. But I'd wear it. To be fair, it says three or five on the other side. Because he's three hundred and five pounds. I don't know. I think it might be his area code. 
what? You know, because 619 is Mysterio's area code, so like maybe 305 is the area code for Florida. Oh, okay. I mean, this is... Oh, underrated theme. No chance! It's not underrated. Everyone loves it. Not true. Not everyone. Who doesn't? Gaff. <laughs> Gaff loves Vinnie Mac. Are we still not know? Okay. No, we still don't know. This is before. Okay. Do you know who was revealed? Of course we know who it was revealed to be. It's always bastard. Who would you have booked it to be? You say that, all I can think about is the Adam Blompier booking video. Um, <laughs> which I must admit makes complete booking sense. But everything he says makes complete booking sense. Yeah, no, that's the thing. But when when he's actually putting the books in something like What Culture um, WCPW, he doesn't make it work. So, like, it does show there's a big difference between fantasy booking and actually booking. Because mm. when you're actually booking, you need to be completely worried about what's drawing. So, like, yeah, yeah. While, while putting on um, Gabriel Kidd in the main event might be make better storyline sense, you're going to draw more by putting Cody versus Angle or whatever. Yeah, but WCW sort of lost a little bit of credibility early on by just signing random superstars stars, stars. to one yeah, or like, two matches. Yeah, like, stars, stars. yeah, like it's weird, but like because obviously some of it was just to pop themselves. <laughs> like, um, for example, <laughs> when they brought in uh, Minoru Suzuki, this is before his New Japan run, so like he was in Noah at the time, so like very few of the people in the crowd knew who he was. So, like, he wasn't going to draw, but probably cost a fucking fortune. Yeah. Do we ever find out who the mum was? Um, yeah, just some random Irish person in um, when we were on the tour. Okay. He's fairly certain. Oh, this is going to be a fake reveal. So we are going to get a glimpse of who Coachman thinks is Vince's illegitimate child. Wait for it. It's Eugene! (laughs) 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 Why is he in the Super But Eugene is um, (laughs) Eric Bischoff's nephew. Yeah, but was Eric... Yeah, because that was when he first came in, wasn't it? So. Young Master Eugene. Oh, God. It's such this an uncomfortable when, gimmick. Here's the thing. It kind of worked in like 2004 when we first brought in because it was like a wrestling savant. But like here, they're just going like full-blown ableism. Okay, so we haven't established that it was an island yet. It's Kentucky yeah. at the moment. Must have just been an Irish girl in Kentucky. <laughs> I want to make it perfectly clear. You can't be Eugene because I didn't sleep with my cousin. <laughs> it's that, that was funny, but like this is such a shit. Like it's not even like Inferior is a good gimmick, but we did. You can't trust WWE to do this with tax and grace. I will just point out that it's pretty much common knowledge. I believe that this was yeah, no, 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 his was, idea, wasn't it? Was it? His idea, but like again, if he'd have pitched this to. Basically, any other company, I can see them making it work. 
and like not going to like this very ableist place. I just find it ironic that we went from 1995 where characters stopped working. Yeah. Get, get. Mm. Aww. Well, it's weird, though, because like, nowadays in WWE, you're sort of in the opposite problem when no one has a character. Yeah, maybe Eugene isn't your son. Maybe. Yeah, I agree with you there, Coachman. What research did you do to think it was Eugene? <laughs> maybe he just got his two bosses mixed up. <laughs> oh, it could be a daughter. So can I quickly tell you what happened um, when um, Hans Wogel was revealed? I've, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, no, because uh, they made it out to be Triple H, and then all the smacks in the audience were going, oh, but he's already mad. Melina. Uh, Melina, sorry. Why? I think is she going to do a split on the way into the ring? She's wrong. Why is she looking she... angry? But do you want to be Vince McMahon? Maybe they already slept together. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Oh. Oh, no. Come on, Melina. Do your bit of not, not being able to act. Quick, look cross. He's in fucking NWA now. Yeah, no, can't work. Oh, they're definitely implying that they slept together. Ah, uh, she gets about, doesn't she? She really does. Because at this point, I bet she's banging Batista. No, that was about two years beforehand. Oh, okay. Oh. I love the fact that Vince owns a company, so he plays a Lothario who just sleeps with all the female talent. Like, I can't decide if that's funny or, like, just him playing out some sick fantasy. It is just him playing out a sick fantasy. <laughs> right. For, for a billionaire, he wears some fucking garish clothes, doesn't he? He wouldn't be a billionaire at this point. It's 2007. But this is before you got that Saudi blood money. But Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Scream. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, but it's, you know, when we were revealing it, we kept, did it like a riddle. It was like, this person is of fair skin. So all the black guys at ringside just went I remember, yeah. Uh... <laughs> but it's like, your person has a taste for gold. I and mean, then Hornswoggle, who is Cruiserweight champion. Oh, yeah, that was the death of the Cruiserweight title, wasn't it? Yeah, no. I'm glad we brought it back because no title should have Hornswoggle as his last champion. No, but technically different lineages. Do you remember no, technically, who the last uh, ECW champion was? Ezekiel Jackson, yes. Ezekiel fucking Jackson. Why not? The lineage of that champ exactly. The lineage of that championship and you made it fucking Ezekiel Jackson. You murdered it worse than Jimmy Snooker did. And Jimmy Snooker's really good at murder. We don't know that for certain. It was never proven. So, okay, we've decided it's not Molina now. I don't think these people get how genealogy works. No. Who do we think Look it is now? Look at all these now? anti-seats. 
To be fair, would you want to sit through an hour and then sit through... (laughs) (laughs) If you're somebody that you're not watching along, Stone Cold Steve Austin just came out. (laughs) Oh, everything goes better with Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's the biggest pop of your life when Stone Cold turns up in unannounced, isn't it? <laughs> it's just incredible. Look at him. We need to watch Nancy We need to watch Nancy Road just to see a Stone Cold pop. Someone's on a Sandman T-shirt. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Is someone going to throw him a beer? It's it's it's, pr- it's prime time TV, so he can't put the middle finger up. <laughs> Quick, let's pop the crowd and get loads of people in for Saturday night's main event. Just put Austin on the card. Doesn't have to wrestle, doesn't have to do anything. Just get him to stun someone. To be fair, I would like pay like WWE house show money just to see a Stone Cold entrance life. Oh, God, yeah. Just see him but... shake his head and swear. It's the one good thing about the actually there is like the pop, but then like what happened between the ropes just doesn't matter. Was so we some people... here that Vince slept with. I mean, Vince and Stone Cold aren't that far off the same age. Hang on, I'm looking this up. Okay. <laughs> Do you watch Good... Well, have you ever watched The Good Place? Yes. Um, Eleanor has a massive crush on um, Stone Cold. Oh, Yeah. So Stone Cold Steve Austin is 55 years old. Yeah, Vince is 70. <laughs> it's technically possible. Hang on, just check. Vince must be 70-something. Vince is 74. So, like, so, yeah, it's 90, fully possible. Yeah. It's fully possible. I love the fact that Stone Cold's leaning into this. Oh, he said it? Oh, there you go. He said it. He said it. You know Stone Cold Steve Austin was in a movie this year? Do you know what that movie was? Was it some version of The Expendables? No, it was some version of Battle Royale. They made an American... Doesn't count as a film. No, literally, they made an Americanized Battle Royale. Jesus Christ. Hang on, I'm going to double-check what it's called. I only know this because we advertised it on WrestleMania 23. Uh, <laughs> movies and TV shows. <laughs> the Condemned, that's what it was called. I can't get over how horrendous Vince McMahon's trousers are. I can't how- get over like how little a beard Stone Cold has. Because he looks more like the, that ringmaster guy if you ever saw him wrestle. Eight fifth. <laughs> Fun fact about tonight's recording I got two beers um, to get myself through it and we were done by the time we started recording. <laughs> oh, you should have saved it for this point. Just held them in the air, slammed them together, and then drank oh, them both. They were bottled, they couldn't do that. Ah, just smashed everyone. For some reason, we just had cause light lying about. So I'm like, yeah, it's free beer. It's free water. And it's free water with alcohol content, yes. 
<laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, the overselling! Oh, it's incredible. Dunkard what is a, that face? Was an amazing, a like wink at ring positioning. As weird as that sounds, like he's actually a really good technical wrestler. Just he had to give that up because Owen fucked his neck. He's just, yeah, he just became a brawler. And then he's gonna stun coach because that's what the crowd yeah. wants to see. There we go. I don't like it when people don't take the stunner like with the knee. Like you know when you go down and land on your knee. Like to me, that's just how a stunner's sold. So you're not a sto- uh, not not a Scott Hall fan of selling mm. the stunner. No. <clears throat> or like uh, basically anyone who sells Kevin Owens stunner. <laughs> Do you remember when like when Kevin Owens did the stunner in like 2017? I think Royal Rumble. Stone Cold literally tweeted him going, mate, I'll just teach you how to do it. Because <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Why are now. you selling that like it's painful, Vince? It's beer. Because <laughs> <I'm, not> Vince, <laughs> Vince's ego has been bruised. Actually, have you ever seen, I, by the way, can we just have a, a minute's applause for the man throwing the beer to Stone Cold? Oh, yeah, he got fired, didn't he? I don't know, did he? But yeah, because he's the timekeeper and we don't need that anymore because we have a Button for the bell. Oh, he had a good run. Normally, like at this moment of like downtime, I'd say let's play who's wearing the smarkiest shirt. But like it's 2007, everyone's wearing WWE much. I mean, you did mention the Sam- the Sandman shirt. Yeah, but that's not Marky. Sandman was in the company at the time. Is it not about... Smarky in 2007? No, because Sandman was on Raw. I am impressed with Stone Cold's handling. Like, not of Vince's bollocks, but. The overselling is absolutely incredible. Have you ever seen the Vince versus Stephanie McMahon match? Oh, God, that's uncomfortable. It's a snuff film, isn't it? It is horrendous. Oh, look at the kids in the Rey Mysterio masks. Oh. They would soon become kids in Sin Cara masks. Oh. If only they knew. No, because I'm when Sin Cara came in, this is before, in like 2010 before I discovered like the wider world of wrestling. And... Well, you discovered you didn't have to watch Titus O'Neil and Darren Young versus fucking Colons, yeah. No, literally, yeah. Like, as soon as I discovered there was other wrestling, I was like, nah, bitch, I'm out of here. <laughs> Vince sells the stunner brilliantly. Not the first time he took it. First time he took it, he sold it like he'd been well, actually, like, stunned with a stun gun. I do not... I do not, um... want to be the ring crew who has to clean up after Stone Cold for now. I love the fact that why are you still holding your bollocks? <laughs> Did you see that sign? TNA, <laughs> TNA sucks. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, do you do you want do you want Vince to take it out so you can suck it? Oh, oh, I don't want to. 
Oh. Oh no. My uh my feed has stopped. Oh no. Oh hang on. I'll now... pause so we can Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to pause, I'm on I'm on thirty two twenty. I'm on thirty two twenty one. I'm on 22, so we can just go on to 22 and we can... Right, three, two, two one, one, go. Oh, no, it didn't work. There we go. <laughs> ah, right. fuck it. We, we can be... <sighs> so this isn't a title match now, is it? No. Yeah, the title match right. with Randy Orton um, that weekend. Oh, not oh, it's that week. Yeah. And then another one at um, No Mercy. Um, in fact, this is when like that was still a fresh feud. Yeah, John Cena's still over as well. No, John Cena. I think, but John Cena only started not getting over when Smarks started watching. I say Smarks, like you know what I mean. Like Smarks were pretty content just like watching Ring of Honor once a month and then like not bothering anybody. I have a question. Has John Cena been stabbed by Carlito's bodyguard yet? Mm, yeah, that was like three years ago. Ah, okay. <laughs> like Jesus. Jesus. Ah, the feud that just he, wouldn't fucking end. You know the OSW um, boy stable concept? No, do, do elaborate. Basically, it's someone... Um, who you love does is objectively in some way shit and has never been world champion with the exception of Kali, Ziggler, Jinder and Swagger so like so, would, Car- would Carlito be like one of your boys yeah I think so yeah cause like your standard boy stable is between 5 and 7 I mean I put a lot of thought into my boy stable. Go on, who's your boy stable? Right, so, well, actually, it got fucked up because it used to be Kofi Kingston, and then the fucker got over. Um, God damn so, you. So, in my boy Yeah, fucking. So, actually, same with Lance Archer. So, my boy stable is all out of whack right now. But, um, I have the Dude Busters. Right. Who is Trent Beretta and someone else. But I remember them being really good at WWE superstars. Um, Ted DiBiase Jr. Really, Ted DiBiase Jr. Boy, again, on some level they're crap, but like I watched them as a kid. Um, Carlito not is just definitely... on some level, mate. Jesus. Um, Carlito's definitely in there. Um, there's two more. I'm trying to remember who they are. Sincara. No, they are too. They're like are from like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Okay, and they can't have held any title. They can't have held any world title. Uh, Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, Lance Kidd and Trevor Murdoch. They're definitely my boys. What about Jesus as a bodyguard? No, because that's before my time. Well, we know he's packing, so. <laughs> I thought doesn't packing refer to like a gun? I was like, can I tell you about the comical thing that happened to Carlito at Unforgiven like six weeks after this? Go on. He had a match with Triple H that was no DQ for Carlito only. <laughs> and Carlito still lost. Oh my god. 
Dig, 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 dig. Berry, 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 berry. Berry over Kali to go that far up there. No, no. I think Kane is pretty much uh, pretty much taking so that like, podium. Based on criteria, who do you have in your boys' table? Um, have I got to have it from this era? No, it can be from any era. That's the whole point of the boys' table. The only reason mine's so like in this era because that's when I was a kid. So. Okay. Well, I will have the revival. They're not shit enough. They're not shit enough. I will just point out they had an angle where they had itching cream poured all over them. That's very true. They're still not shit enough. I disagree. On the main roster, yes, they are. Um, <laughs> oh, the STF. The worst, really. Oh, wow. How that cool was... is... Oh, here we go. How cool is Randy Orton shirt, though? Uh, I don't know. I can't see it. Oh, that's all right. It's much better than the shirts you get nowadays. Like back then, like WWE shirts actually looked like band t-shirts. Yeah, that was. Oh my god, John Cena's jorts are just the worst, aren't they? Um. So, hang on. I'm still thinking of people to put in my boy stable. Um, <laughs> Braun Strowman. I'll give you Braun. Of course you're going to give me Braun. He meets the criteria. Of course you're going to give me Braun. Um, who else can I put in me boy stable? Um, how many people am I allowed? Oh my god, are we going to see a concerto? As many as you like. Um, no, because Rated Archeo died. Oh. Um, oh this is before Randy Orton was a crazy person. This is when he was still... Oh, I don't know, he, he looks... Fairly mental. No, this is, this is like he started a turn. Um, like he wouldn't go full on crazy till the end of 2008, really. Ah, uh, okay. Doink. Yeah, De- Doink's definitely a boy. Yeah, I think he goes with my boy stable. Um, well, which Doink? Th- <laughs> um, the first one, Matthew Bourne. Okay. Okay. Um, and oh, then shit's gonna go, go down. Here we go. No. Like this. this isn't an RKO. That's that's a diamond cutter. That's a diamond cutter. To be fair though, that's a fairly sick bump for both men. That's, yeah, that's a fairly impressive spot. Like, I mean, guys, where you know the fuck this... is Carlito? <laughs> uh, guys, do you... Carlito's truly the Joe Coffee of his day. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we got about for another 15 minutes. Could Joe Coffee count as a boy nowadays? Um, like indie World Championships don't count, and everyone seems to hate him. <laughs> it's because his two main event matches have been distinctly average. I mean, like, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to argue for the Pete Dunn match. Nah. He hears voices in his head. No, that, that is when he still had the good theme song. Oh, the Mercy Drive burning my light. Yes. Hey! Nothing you can say. It, like I know um, this is like the see, time. That's a, is it a birthmark on his neck then? Because I can see that love bite again. It must be a birthmark. It yeah. Oh yeah. Be a for, okay. So no, he's not getting some. He's just guessing the size that. of John Cena's arms is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and to think of how many surgeries he's had on them nowadays. Have you seen any of John Cena's acting performances, like in modern day, not from like Marina, whatever? 
Um, I watched him in, uh, was it Blockers? I wouldn't know. The film where they accidentally read their daughter's tweets as they go to uh, prom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that one one with Amy Schumer? Yes. Uh, No, not Amy Schumer, Amy Poehler. All right, yeah. He did one with Amy Schumer, which was quite funny. Trainwreck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. I cannot believe he used to beat people with this STF. It just. It looks. It doesn't look painful at all. I know. Like I remember, I used to like it as a kid, but then I saw William Regal do an STF. Or anyone else. Uh, yeah, but like the only other person doing an STF on WWE TV at the time was Regal. So. Who won the championship at SummerSlam? Um. What this year? In two thousand seven. Yeah, Cena won. Um, then C- Cena retained it at Unforgiven through um, no disqualification, and then he was going to defend it again at No Mercy um, in a no in a Last Man Standing match. But then um, Cena got injured, so No Mercy was crazy this year. So Orton got given it cause being number one contender. They basically got passed down, and then Triple H came out and won it from him. And then defended against Umaga and then lost it to Austin later in the same night. That was that all happened at No Mercy. Yeah, we had two um like twenty minute Triple H matches in no three in one night. Fucking hell. Yeah, Triple H was all over that show. And on the same show we had um why are they sitting there? Like, I don't want to be rude, but what the fuck are they doing? I really do not understand. Oh. But they're in bikinis, so it's all good. <laughs> JR does not look at Oh, I see. They're the ring girls. Wait, oh, this is the yes. main event, and we still have 20 minutes left of this show. The man who will not die, the real deal, or the warrior. So he's a world tag team champ. Only four-time heavyweight champion ever. Did not know that? I, I think that might have changed. I say that, I know dick all about Bob. I assume this isn't going to be an actual boxing match. What a shoot! <laughs> a shoot, <laughs> shoot boxing match between no, Matt what, Hardy I and happens. Complete... <laughs> I know what happens because it built. It was it helped build this feud. I won't spoil it, what happens, but like basically, uh, Matt Hardy and MVP are trying to one up each other in stuff that isn't wrestling. Yeah, they had a pizza eating contest. Yeah, we did. That was at SummerSlam. Um... That was, just, oh my god, the shit they could get away with. They had a drinking contest, they had a push-up contest, they had a basketball contest, they had a foot, they had a um, football contest, like American football. Um, and then they became tag champs. From the back, that bloke looks like Vince Russo. I know it's not, but from the back, <laughs> he looks like Russo. Bro, you've really got to punch him, bro. You know bro, what I mean, bro? Bro. I feel like Vincenzo and Matt Riddle would get on. <laughs> I really, I've heard loads of rumors, obviously, about the Dark Order in AEW. Yeah, um, I've not. Uh, and about this, like, they've basically got a higher power angle going. Yeah. And um, so many people want it to be Woken Matt Hardy or Broken Matt Hardy, who's the leader of it. Uh, they would not start booking that storyline if they did not have Matt under contract. We'd well, be stupid if they did. What's going on with Matt? Is he still tied up with WWE? He's tied up. I think they're keeping him because of injury time. 
The same thing we did with... Oh, look at him saying, stand back. To be fair, MVP is like the most believable, but one of the most believable people to have a posse. Also, how good is that theme tune? It is good. To be fair, his TNA theme was even good. It's a proper rip-off of this fight, but... I forgot he was in TNA, Jesus. He debuted in the UK. To be fair, MVP was fucking class. Like, everything about him is, like, proper unique. I mean, like, think about in 2007. Who's wearing shit like that? Um, who's Absolutely no one. Who's talking like he is in 2007? Who's acting like him? And who, and who in 2007 is a black man being pushed in WWE? That's very uh, rare. He found a hole of field. I mean, he's not being pushed. He was in for one night. You know more about boxing than I am. How good was Evander Holyfield? Um, he was the at the time the only four-time um, heavyweight champion. I knew that, funnily enough. Um, he was uh, he was known as the Warrior. I, do, do you know Dick all about boxing? I know fuck all, mate. Absolutely <laughs> fuck all. I know grand... names, and I know the aim of the game is to literally punch each other until one of you can't stand up. I know uh, as I know... much about boxing as I do about MMA. I know about Anthony Joshua is meant to be all right. <laughs> That's Anthony Joshua, chap. He's supposed to be rather good, isn't he? I mean, I say that. I watched one of his fights once. Buffer. Ah, I love this man. I love how they oh. brought him into the BCW, and it was, it got, I think he literally got paid like 20 grand in appearance. That's because WCW had no sense of asset management at all. Very true. I mean, look at the state of those Time Warner contracts that the WWF could not afford to buy them out of. Yeah, it's just ridiculous for um, the company. The company was with Dick All, to be fair. Didn't they buy the Tate Library for something ridiculous? Yeah, it was like less than half a million. It's ridiculous. Like Jericho said, um, if I didn't, if I didn't know it was that cheap, I'd have bought it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, cause you can make a mint. I'm pretty sure Jerry Lawler sold the Memphis Tape Library for a mint to WWE. I'm looking forward to the WWE having stuff like Progress and stuff. I'm not. What, one easy price? You've got Progress and WWE and um, ICW and... I'm not a fan of global wrestling monopolies, which this is. I love that Matt Hardy's record is 0-0 and (laughs) 0. I like how they're presenting this like this is an actual boxing match. An actual shoot fight. Like, they have, like, the Everlast gear. Who the fuck are these two people with him? I don't know. Like the other, the guy on the left looks like a re- like if Dan Seven got a really bad disease and had to slim down. Someone's wearing a Reese's peanut butter cup t-shirt. Absolute legend. Do you like? Are you a fan of Reese's? I can eat Reese's. They are very very sweet though. So yeah. they're very sweet, but I can also only have four or five at a time. But- like, I'm not being funny, in, like, legitimate fights, this wouldn't happen. We would not match someone with Holyfield's record with someone who's never had a proper fight. 42 wins, 8 defeats, and 2 draws. That's was it, absolute lunacy. Was it Vander Holyfield who Mike Tyson bit? Uh, bit the ear off. Yeah. Uh, 
yes, I think so, actually. Yes, it was. Actually, um, this brings up a point I I saw, I think it was David Starman on Twitter, which I thought was very compelling, where, like, in legitimate combat sport, there's been many black champions because it's based on skill, where in the fake one, like wrestling, you're not seeing quite as many. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. That's a really good point. Like the fact that we only had our first black world champion in WWE this year. The fact that New Japan did it before. Oh, I mean, God, like it, Bob it fucking Sapp as well. Of all the champions, Bob fucking Oh my God, this is going to be absolute carnage. If this was a legitimate boxing match. Yeah, this wouldn't be allowed question is, why is MVP wearing his wrestling gear? Why is MVP even there? Oh, because um, it was meant to be a boxing match between Hardy and MVP, but MVP hired Holyfield as a proxy. Why are you pretending like you have any idea what you're doing SmackDown referee? <laughs> he, d- he just basically rubbed himself with... He d- he's literally just rubbed his own body with Matt's gloves. You can't see it because of the clever camera work, but he has an erection. You're given a million pounds. Would you take a punch from Floyd Mayweather like the Big Show did? A million pounds. Unprotected, would you take a punch from Floyd Mayweather? Big Show didn't take it protected, did he? Big Show's seven foot tall. Okay, so imagine, just one second in, Matt Hardy gets a lucky punch, knocks out, legit knocks out. He found the holy field. Butterbean versus but. Actually, have you seen those this UFC? I forget who who was fighting, but like, um, I think it was an undercard match, and like in the break between rounds, one of the coaches went, "You need to keep punching her. She doesn't like it when you punch her." And then the commentators were like, I think Joe Rogan was in commentary, and he was laughing so much. And then she just walked <laughs> up, punched her, and knocked her out. <laughs> I cannot I believe be, this. It's, it's so hard to do shoot boxing, isn't it? That I'm not sure. Imagine like, yeah, um, worked boxing, pulled boxing. Yeah. Well, that's like, why um, um, Tyson Fury's match with Braun Strowman was fucking terrible. I haven't seen it because uh, if Tyson Fury actually punched him, he'd knock him clean out. Yeah, didn't he, like, knock him out in kayfabe with his right hand despite being a southpaw? Yes, and yeah, then Braun got counted out because he was knocked out. I don't like... The Can I ask something? I'm Very sorry. Good. The fascination of him bringing, Is like, he Van der Holyfield wearing a gum shield? Yeah, they're making it look a bit, man. <laughs> Matt Hardy, a man with a 0-0-0 zero, zero, and zero record, and you think he's going to get chopped in jaw, do you? Oh, oh my he's God. down! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Would you rather watch Fist of a Brawl for Brawl? Do you know what? Maybe we should do that as a special edition. Just do but, all yeah, of the Brawl for Brawl. But the thing is, they're, they're not, it wasn't like special events, it was the cross draws. No, that's what, that's what I mean. We should just do those matches. What, like, see if we can find the supercut and daily motion? Yeah, there is I bet there is one. There has to be a supercut. Like, some, so many marks have so much time on their hands. Including us. We're doing watch-alongs of random Saturday night main events. 
I mean, like it was going to be a random smackdown, but somebody couldn't stay up an extra half an hour. I am a tired, tired <laughs> goose, all right? I think, Eng- like, no one up here calls people goose, but down in England, people just call each other goose, and I don't get it. Who's <laughs> term of endearment? My God, I am really struggling to stay awake here. I mean, come I mean, in- term of endearment. Oh. Like, let's see who we have in there. Michelle McCool. Um, I'm finding it very hard because of the... Um, oh, that's Crystal. She's going to marry um, Teddy Long. He'd have a heart attack. I thought he meant in real life. No, I was like, what, really? Um, actually, do you know who... Um, you know the cat from the Attitude Era? You know who she ended up marrying? Jerry the King Lawler. No, no, no. You know who she married after Jerry the King Lawler? No. Kazani. Fuck off. I'm not joking. Oh. The man who was trying to take credit for the Fiend character. Was it? Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it was that. He was trying to take um Sorry, like because he said like he was the carnival person and you know it was but all his idea and he the was the fiend? stimulus for it. The fiend isn't carnival. The fiend is also good. I mean Well, he's Different. He's he's good outside the rink. I've gone away to watch like Fun Firefly Funhouse, but and actually I've ended up going on my way to watch Fiend matches just for like the entrance so much. But um, yeah, like the only really good Fiend match so far is Brian at the Rumble. Brian Meltzer gave that four stars. Did he? Well, I gave it an eight. So I mean, it was a low eight. Oh. Bye-bye, MVP. I mean, that was a terrible, terrible worked punch. I mean, yeah, but like, it's about or you have a Van der Holyfield actually knocking someone out. So, is this a show of respect because Matt went around with the Van der Holyfield? No, because MVP got in Holyfield's face because Matt Hardy wasn't knocked out yet. So nobody wins. Oh, what a waste of fucking time that was. Is it weird that this reminds me of CM Punk's UFC fights? Oh, Jesus, CM Punk's... Oh, there's just so many embarrassing moments. So yeah, many. Well, thing, like, I watch UFC, but like only very occasionally. Like, but It's the same thing I have with like a lot of weekly WWE shows. Where, like, If there's nothing else on, I'll throw on like, whatever UFC show was on last night. Or, like, if Conor McGregor's fighting, I'll watch that just because something stupid's bound to happen is Conor McGregor. Um, so, I, but, like, I went on my way to watch the punk fights just because I was curious. And, um, like, in his second fight, Joe Rogan was actually absolutely destroying him. It was kind of funny. He was like, oh, if Rocky um, Three was real, Rocky would have just lost in the first round to Krokoff. He wouldn't have... Um, he wouldn't have even but went... He wouldn't have come back. And this is what's happening to CM Punk tonight. It's Taz! Hello, Taz. Hello, Taz. In your weird salmon pink shirt. What match have we got left? Um, oh, it's the Pokemon. Oh, Jesus Christ. You have to understand. I, I didn't the Boogeyman. I didn't get the weekly shows. And so we wouldn't have Boogeyman. Oh, Just oh this wanna... is ECW. Just want to quickly clarify, guys. Boogeyman is in the main event. 
I mean, like, it's a cool look. You know the story behind the guy who is Boogeyman? It's a unique look. No, not Ooh, the... Hello. So, on, on... Yeah, back in the day, everyone got pirate. To be fair, he looks cool. Like, if I was attached to someone who could work. Stump man ignition. Oh, it's CM Punk. Did you see... Hang on. I know you're, like, a second behind. You'll see what's on the sign in the crowd. I think I missed the sign. What was the oh, sign? it had Ring of Honor on it. Oh, yeah, I did see it. Fucking that. ECW Championship, John Morrison versus CM Punk. I thought that would be quite a good match, to be fair. CM Punk, my favourite wrestler of all time. You massive smog. No, 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 no. It's because CM Punk got me back into wrestling and, like, made me watch wrestling more complexly, like I do nowadays. You know, you know what? John Morrison's theme, right? I can't hear that without hearing him. Now listen, visit no Maybelline instead of... Be <laughs> fair, though, he's got some beautiful fucking hair. He's a good-looking bloke, isn't he? He's such an attractive man, isn't he? Like, that's a fuckboy I'd fuck. Just make me laugh that CM Punk's resting bitch face has not changed in no, this entire not. time. Let's be honest, the best thing CM Punk ever did was get rid of the hair. Yeah, like, he, he, look at that body. Long hair. While he suits for long hair, he definitely does not <laughs> wash it properly. <laughs> We're watching a main event that includes Big Daddy V and the Boogeyman. Thought, I never thought we'd naturally be able to talk about Big Daddy V on. Holy shit. Look at the fucking state of him. You know what I think every time I see that Big Daddy V? You know that Family Guy thing is like, do you like this side boob? Well, you should, because that's <laughs> my side boob. He is a big youth, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He wrestles oh, they're in... actual worms. That's he wrestled in three di- in four different eras. He wrestled in New Gen, Attitude, Ruthless, and um, PG. He's headlined a SummerSlam, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this match is going to go maximum about three minutes. Yeah, like Big Daddy V is going to come in and wreck someone's life. It's a five-star classic waiting to happen. Big Daddy V and John Morrison versus CM Punk and Boogeyman. You know when they had? Do you know want to know when they had CM Punk win the title? It was on an episode of ECW, not on the pay per view. They had like three matches on pay per view. On what on the December to December pay per view? No, 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 no. This was way like basically it was going to be Benoit versus Punk, but then Benoit did a Benoit and. Um, so John Morrison was a last minute replacement um, and then they had a rematch at Bash and now they're having a rematch at SummerSlam and then they had a fourth match on um, ECW which is weird because like it was, I, I haven't seen them since they aired like but like that match on ECW was the best one of their series because we actually had more than like eight minutes <laughs> yeah they could actually afford to give it some time yeah, and like CM Punk didn't attempt a moonsault because CM Punk does have a pretty shit. Yeah, he he has like a Vader moonsault, and it's okay when Vader does a Vader moonsault because he's massive, but when Punk does a Vader moonsault, 
Okay, I I have a question. What? You have an issue with Punk's Moonsault. Which yeah. is worse, Punk's Moonsault or Starship Pain as a finishing move? Starship Pain was good at this time because he could actually do the full rotation. It's just... It's such a shit finishing move, it I tell doesn't, you. It doesn't look impactful, but it looks cool, which is all I wanted at 10, at ten years old. Oh, Boogeyman's in. Thing is, John I, the Boogeyman. John Morrison has never been a good worker. He's always needed a good worker to have a good match with. Like, he can have an athletic match with someone, but he can't. Like, he needs, like... You could, I know you're going to bring up the Austin Aries match. He needs, like, a ring general like Austin Aries to bring out a good match. I wonder how much money <laughs> Boogeyman spent on I'm Worms. I, I just... I, just, I tough. I'm actually spending. I'm surely about to fill this game. You're like you're in MSG. Just go to fucking Central Park. Look at the state of the ring. That is ridiculous, isn't it? Like Jesus Christ. Do you do you remember when Boogeyman came in in like the 2014 Rumble to face Bray Wyatt? Yes, I do. And then Bray Wyatt eliminated him instantly. Yeah, we literally only quite funny. You know, um, two fun things. One, we only did that so Michael Cole can tell is the Eater of Worlds versus the Eater of Worms. And secondly... <laughs> it was a good line, was to be to, fair. That was meant to be Justin Gabriel's spot and he walked out the company over it. What? To be fair, the elimination of Boogeyman? No, well, no. That was meant to be a spot in the Rumble, like him coming in. Oh, I see. So they gave it to Boogeyman instead. I see what you mean. Yeah. Like, I understand why if they were going to take anyone out of the Rumble, I'm glad it was, like, Gabriel or whatever. But, just... I don't blame him. He's done well for himself since leaving. Yeah, PJ Black. Yeah, Big like, old PJ. For, yeah, like, for the... start, for, Like, he's really good about being special. Yeah, it's he's consistent, isn't sounds. he? Yeah, like he'll consistently have like a um, three star match on a house chef. So, yeah, John and Morrison he hasn't looked so fresh faced. Yeah, to be fair, John Morrison, he, he's definitely aged, but he's aged very gracefully. He has. What's your favorite incarnation of Jomo? I was a fan of Johnny Impact, I'm not going to lie. Johnny Mundo was great in uh, um, yeah, Lucha Brown. That's my favourite run with Mundo is. Um, just because he had some... Um, just because of the Worldwide Underground, it was such a good faction for what Lucha Underground is. Mm-hmm. And also, Johnny Mundo got a stalker. It was amazing. Oh, roll up. One, two, three! See, with... Mundo, all I think is his wedding with Tyre on Lucha Underground. And then just, um, it was Famous B doing the thing. But then, um, Johnny Mundo Stalker let Matanza loose. God. Um, to break up a wedding. So he's just like, I now pronounce B. Holy shit, what the hell is that? <laughs> they went is to that break and it? a minute left. No, they went to break. I was break just going to say. Left. Also, where was John Morrison bleeding from? The anus. Was that? Did they oh, just was... cut to break to show us highlights and then the end of the show. Yeah. Well, that was a complete waste of time, wasn't it? I mean, that wasn't a good show, but I had fun. <laughs> I mean, there was some 
There was some. I mean, the best bit of this show was Austin. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not high praise for Austin's segment. That is just because that's the only bit that was decent. I'm not going to lie. The SmackDown I had lined up was much better than this. I'm not entirely sure it does. Um, is what we're watching on Saturday at least better than this? Um, I can't tell you that um, because I don't know. Oh, so you haven't told uh, me if what I'm we're perfectly doing honest? On, you haven't told me what we're doing on Saturday because you just don't know. Oh, no, I know what we're doing. I've just never seen it before. Can you give me a hint? Can you give the viewers a clue? Uh, I can't give the listeners a clue, no, um, because I think it's better that way. Just that element of surprise is always fun. It means he doesn't know what he's putting on. Actually, no, I think I do. And I swear to God, mate, if it's fucking super bro, I'm going to walk to Stoke and kick your ass. (laughs) I mean, I'd like to see that happen. You have just made me watch a show that had not just a great Carly, not just a boogeyman, but also Big Daddy V and a boxing match. I don't it think you have any room to complain. Right, I lined up one of the best Smackdowns in history for you to watch tonight. Because I, I initially picked this, looked at the card and thought, eh, they're not going to like this. I want to show them the good side of 2007 with some shit sprinkled in there. You just got all the shit from 2007. Absolute. Bollocks. I mean, I didn't like this when I was a kid. Do you like it any better now? I mean, I enjoyed it more watching it with you than I did watching it with my brother as a kid. Because me and him were like, we didn't get any substantial matches. Where with me, like back then, I felt cheated. But like nowadays, time well spent. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like um, in, when you watch like old TNA pay-per-views of like last rights between Abyss and Sting. Like, and I'm sure at the time, Gar felt cheated. But I'm sure if he watched it now, with us on here, he'd have a great time. Absolutely, have a fun little time, wouldn't he? Watching his old TNA, watching yeah, Tokyo. I was, I was only forty-five when I was watching this. You know, with his old. I bet the first time he saw a Canadian destroyer, he shit his pants. <laughs> Does it not go... on purpose? Just because he can't control his bowels. Just because it's so how angry. I like how we how many old jokes we make when he's both here and not here. <laughs> because if he is here, he would kick both of our asses, and we know it. Yeah, he'd get he'd take off his belt and go and right. Which one? Of... Which one of you am I taking over my knee? It's like in communities, like get me a switch. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't understand you, Britta. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a weird one. Uh, we've seen a lot of shit. Um, so let's thank Chris for doing that. Luckily, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. There is another two weeks, two full weeks of watch-alongs before we've got to endure another one of Chris's. So panic not. I mean, um, like, it completely depends, like, whose turn it is to pick the pay-per-view. Because we're doing, like, one pay-per-view a month, I think, aren't we? So, like, it depends who's picking the pay-per-view first. Yeah, because I guarantee you pick one from 2007. I mean, like, I'd pick one from 2008, but then they got three hours long. The ones from 2007 have a length of a takeover. And quite frankly, the quality of a takeover. We shall see. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, guys. We really do appreciate it. You can subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts from. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We are all over. Please go give us a subscribe. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. We really do appreciate it. Go to the website, www.podmania.co.uk to check out the rest of our great podcasts. Um, you can also check out our match rating archive, our pay-per-view pick our universe mode, um, all sorts, all there 
on the website. Um, you can talk to us on Twitter. It's at Podmania, the same with Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at, at RealPodmania. Uh, you can talk to me on Twitter at, at RealRobGoodwin. I've asked plug Garth because he's not here. You can follow Garth at, at GarthaMania if you like your indie rock and the ramblings of an old man. Um, Chris, where can they follow you on Twitter? I mean, like, no girl, if two of you want to like, actually see my face, but like in reality, I'm tweeting from the Podmania one for the most time. Actually, the last thing I tweeted was that meme about Switchblade Betty White. Which is great. Very, very entertaining. Uh, thank you yeah, very much for listening, guys. Liked it. <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys again soon. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at Real Podmania. And check out the website podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans...